Yo, 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 welcome to Crate 808. And today we are bringing you Black on Both Sides with Kip Stone, one of the best rappers going out there. But before that, we thought, why not get Ray Ridge, our resident rap Brexiteer, hip hop head in Perth over no, there. No okay, one, well, that's an old moniker, isn't it? No We're one likes go with that. No one likes boom, that. Boom back the people, the, boom people back. the guys online, they, they don't like it. That's what the, the feedback's. <laughs> The feedback's been bad. I've done a, I've done a yeah. survey. I'm, you, you know, I'm all over Twitter, and you know, there's people saying that. Yeah, we don't like the Brexit thing. The Brexit thing. Boom back Crusader. Here he is, Ray. Yeah. How are you? It's accurate. I'm good. I'm good. I did mention the heart palpitations on probably the last episode that I was on. So, in a heart palpitation update, <laughs> they've come back. So, if I right. Well, no, it's probably fine. It's probably nothing. I don't know why I mentioned it. But. Just don't do them during the show. I want sympathy, then- okay? I'm just looking for sympathy, okay? <laughs> yeah, okay. So go fund me. Go fund me for Ray's heart palpitations. It's actually a serious thing. I hope you're okay, Ray. I'm glad that you joined in the show anyway and thought, you know, put health to the side. Let's talk about hip hop. Let's dive into the Craig 808 mailbag. Why it. not? But before we do, Ray, what is the least hip hop thing you've done in the last 24 hours, man? The least hip hop thing that I've done in the last 24 hours is um, mm-hmm. listen to Donda. Oh, I fucking knew Donda was going to come up. What a fucking okay. load of shit. That's the worst of the next three hours of my life that I'm not getting back. It's just, no, no, no. Three hours of my life because I had to keep stopping it and just turning to fucking random strangers and be like, what's he doing? What's he doing? What is it? What, what am I listening to? Are we in a church now? Is that what he's yeah. I mean, it shouldn't well, be. Well, his, it, it shouldn't be any surprise to people. That, that's kind of what it is. But I mean, last album was really churchy. I have to say, it's not as um, invigorating as some Kanye projects can be. Life of Pablo, I was all over that. Oh man, yes, dynamic, some amazing features. Although he has got good features, but yeah, man, I don't know. I don't know. To be uh, fair, there's that one. Um, there, keep my uh, keep my spirit yeah. alive. Yeah, the one with West mm. Westside Gun and uh, Conway. That's the, that's the highlight. Yes. That's it. That's it. That's the only one. It's the only one. Yeah, there's a Lauren the Hill sample that I'm enjoying with the missus. I'm enjoying the Lauren Hill sample. Yeah, but, okay, but I mean, it's, it's obvious, isn't it? It's good because it's a sample of something amazing. It's like, oh, we recognize this. Is it? Oh, he's done something. Oh, it's all right. Kind of. That's kind of the response to the Lauren Hill one. But the the Westside Gun and Conway, you know, Kanye, he holds him. He holds it up as well. He's, he's he pulls it off okay. lyrically on that on that track. Recognizable samples. You can't have a go at Puffy, man. May say we're doing that all back in the day and we enjoyed all of it. So I'm here for the bit of a guilty pleasure recognizable sample situation. Yeah, but, yeah. but that was Lisa 90s hip hop sampling. This is Kanye sampling 90s hip hop. Yeah. And it eats just, itself. No, and it just it's, goes it's, on and eats itself. Yeah. <laughs> just <laughs> just you know, doing. pass it on to him when you when you get him on for the interview that I don't approve. Yeah. So I I can believe he can do better. <laughs> Mate, it took him fucking long enough to deliver it. So it was like Kanye was eating himself at one point. It was like, right, so it's been delayed. Now he's got baby out, Marilyn Manson's coming out. It's like, come on, man. Like, you're just doing things to be provocative. It gets the people going. We've heard it all before, man. I've not really been following the Marilyn Manson and baby thing as well, but haven't they both... Been. Like if Jambo yeah, was on no, here, they're... he'd massively disapprove of it. Like, <laughs> oh yeah, the baby. There's controversy. Like... They're definitely guilty, even though I don't know if they've been accused or not. But no, but the baby is it. Like either way, let's not go into. It. I've brought the baby up back in the day about how much I actually enjoy his music, but it's unfortunate when these people go out there and actually show their real colours at times, and you're like, wow, you really are like that. But. Least hip hop thing is actually a hip hop thing for Ray, but not really hip hop because it's not, not really, really hip. So that, I like the confusion there. I've got least hip hop thing. We need some art in the house, Ray. I love Hieronymus Bosch's Garden of Earthly Delights. I'm sure you've probably seen this, right? It's not suitable for a house, but I've been trying to figure out a way I could get 
it. So I ended up watching a 50 minute video deciphering Hieronymus Bosch's Garden of Earthly Delights. And I've come to the fact I'm not Catholic, I'm not religious, so it probably can't go in the house. Otherwise, I do really enjoy it. And that's been my least hip hop thing. So there you go. Hieronymus Bosch. Any can do better than Hieronymus Bosch? I don't know. I least hip -hop. recently watched all of Bosch, the TV show, and the leading, <laughs> the leading character is named after Hieronymus Bosch, Harry Bosch. Yeah, which is based, and it's based on him, isn't it's, it? It's, so. basically, it's based on that artwork. Yeah, exactly. It's um, it, it all. I, People getting eaten in hell. It. Love it. Love it. it. If anyone hasn't seen the artwork, do drop some acid or eat some mushrooms and look at it. And you could be there, I reckon, for a good week looking at artwork. It's it's pretty incredible. Before we dive into the mailbag, Ray, right? A few things I've got, just a bit of housework we've got to do here. First of all, shout out Ethan Weiss, man. The man gave us a donation. Just no nothing, no provocation, just wanted to support the show. And I appreciate that. Cray808.com went on there. Give us a bit of money. Thank you, bro, for doing that. Shout you out. Patreon's coming. You'll be the first name on the wall. As well as there's so, so many people get involved. But yes, big up to yourself. And second of all, man, people who listen to the show know about a guy that James Midwinter brought up unfortunately he's not here now to revel in his glory but he made up a rapper called leslie snipes so leslie snipes became a bit of an in joke and we all enjoyed it and oh funny rapper whatever and then someone an actual leslie snipes <laughs> made a made a band camp and he shouted us out and made a track and they're based on wesley snipe films so passenger 57 uh, this one's called deadly sniper have a little listen to the shout out mate here you go Leslie Snipes. Went fast to die flight. Yes. And? What a predator waiting. Yeah. Yeah. Go go check him out. Leslie Snipes. I love it. We've created it into existence, Ray. We have. We've just, we, we've, we've, we've willed it into existence. Let's see what, what else we can. Will into existence. <laughs> well, let's see what else. But big up Leslie Snipes. Big up to he released two tracks. Go out there, check out that band camp. We're gonna link it all in the bio and that. But man, let's move into the mailbag. It's a right? decent track We've as got... well. It's decent, it's a decent track. It's actually oh yeah. Track, right? uh, no, no. Oh yeah, let's not get it twisted. The two tracks there's actual bars on there. I was like, well, this is brilliant. And I think he's like referencing, I think he references Juggernaut, who we had on the show. So it's like this weird like vibe of is this just our show becoming a thing it's just yeah amazing love it so there you go big up jugs big up jugs man yo 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 just interrupted this episode to give you the latest update on the crate 808 patreon i know you guys have been hearing the same old promo all 2021 so yes it's finally underway we are cracking on and plus we would love your support so go to crate808.com sign up to the newsletter you'll get all the latest info there coming up man we're going to bring you for the price of buying us lunch once a month you're going to get up to two extra episodes you'll also be getting your name on the credits on a wall of fame of some sort and we'll be shouting you guys out as well plus we'll be joining up hopefully once a month every one of us can all sit together in a hip-hop nerd circle and just nerd out about rap who doesn't want that and plus man you'll be getting some new series that we're bringing one we are definitely diving into the Wu-Tang Chronicles already being recorded Ghostface Killer we're going into every single Ghostface Killer project we've already recorded why I love MF Doom why I love Jay Dilla and those things are coming as well we're going to be deep diving into why people love certain tracks of the supervillain and man jd so if you're into that hit up crate808.com hit the subscribe button appreciate all the support and man it's coming soon so let's go back to the episode boom ray i want to ask you what was on the rotation 
Pyrex Picasso got to mention like just the beats oh, fuck it's just ridiculous Benny. ridiculous uh, on my rotation just to quickly get in there before the mailbag it's really unfair when car drops anything so car dropped a martyr's reward and it's just been all over my rotation so loving that obviously navy blues reprise is in there as well it's so good he has these football references and they really l- tied in nicely to one my own likes but two gary bacon thank you for hitting me up on twitter and he was like i think it was um ocean wisdom might have said something about terry venables and he said Mm, one for your mailbag has any other rapper ever checked terry venables in a verse and he's consulted his rap reference database and he's coming up short so if anyone knows if there's an l tell i'm pretty sure for people pretty sure black twang you know what i think it's some 19 long time i I can't think of the track oh deep pull Deep pull. Terry Venables, for people who don't know, is a bit of an iconic England football coach. So there you go. For the people who are ostracising there on the one half of the world, there you go. Terry Venables, El Tal. So football references, I was thinking, crate80.gmail.com. If you hear some good ones that we've maybe missed, like the Black Twang one, I think I might miss that. There you go. Hit us up. So, Ray, we had some Patreon talk as well we were going to go into. It's finally underway. It's coming. We've started recording it. It's hopefully by you're, the end of the you've year. You've recorded loads of it. You've recorded loads of it. Yes, it's ready to go. And some of it is the Wu-Tang Chronicles. So crate808.com, sign up to the newsletter so you can get all the updates of when it's coming because it is coming soon. And we've done a few Ghostface episodes already, right? So Wu-Tang Chronicles is going into every solo project from the Wu. And we're starting with Ghost. I stumbled upon a Ghostface killer story and I had to read it out on here just for ridiculous stories about rappers. Again, if you guys have them, email us. Big up Mini Hip Hop Museum who cited Patrick Montes as the guy who said this story, right? So basically, I don't know if you knew this way, there was a confrontation between the Wu and Bone Thugs in a serious brawl in 1996. I think we were winning that, but who knows? Bone and Bone are pretty grimy, man. They they probably go in. So 1996, Def Jam holiday party, right? Ghostface Killer sees Wish, Wishbone, walking through a New York nightclub called Mirage. At the time, East West is going off, and Ghost isn't enjoying the fact that one of EZ's Los Angeles rap label mates is on in this New York hotspot. Without missing a beat, Ghostface tried to hurl a champagne bottle at Wishbone. Wishbone ducked, and it hit one of this guy's mates in the face and there's blood everywhere right all out melee dies down goes face goes off comes back changes his outfit and he's wearing a ninja suit right <laughs> after the fight it's very ghost i need to know if this is true what the fuck is going on with ghosts and his mentals that he's thinking i've had a fight now i'm gonna go out in a ninja suit if there's any pics of it i'd love to put it on the patreon hit us up so there you go ghost face killer story for you uh, well, I, I actually heard that um what wishbone shouted from across the across the club was that um iron man's overrated and i was just like yeah <laughs> I, I agree with that i agree with him 100 percent. come on man that's out of order especially who won our last debate we did put it out there to a vote volume two we got a bit of stick to be fair for putting in volume two even in the mix next to lab cab and iron man because it was all for the clicks we, we won't do that again now <laughs> so, <laughs> so it's going to be a, a user voted thing we're going to go into it on the patreon you can actually vote for what we debate about so that's coming as well patreon hit it up create who won on the vote iron man lab can had quite a few but iron man did win the vote so iron man gets into it's, create it's fine people are stupid it's all right yeah over time <laughs> Over time, over time, look at tonight. You know, I'm not having that. I'm not having that. And also, our feature Trinity, we put it out there. We were like, we usually go with Buster, Nas, and Method Man. But then we all started to about cannabis. Have they, has he got the best features? Red, there's a shout for Red Man. 
DMX. End of the day, what happened was DMX that now we have five or six different MCs in our feature trinity, which is what we usually use in our debates that people know about. So yeah, there you go. It hasn't settled anything, but people like to get involved. Redman, I think, is a shout. Some of the best features of the yeah, night. Yeah, cannabis as well, and so and DMX. I think it should be mm. feature quad sextuplet. <laughs> sextuplet. Is, is that what it is? Yeah. That Which is it's, it's quite catchy. Really well. it's, it's quite <laughs> it catchy. Is really quite catchy, catchy. Isn't it? it is really catchy. So there you go. Okay. And also, man, another thing we shouted out for the last uh, we asked it asked for best flute and xylophone hip hop. You you've heard. <laughs> so we've had loads. We've had loads, right? So Pat J E. He just brought out Xylophone, Peach Fuzz by KMD, which I forgot. Great shout. Flute, the Shiznit. Yes, please. Big up, my man. The Shiznit. And um, come on with the get down. Yes, please. Bookwild Remix. All these will be going on a Patreon Spotify playlist or a Patreon playlist uh, for xylophone and flute hip hop. Anybody else with any shouts, create at gmail.com. Hit us up. I'm here for it. And obviously, Sam Youngman, he's, he's emailed before, but he nailed it as well. Beastie Boys, Flute Loops and Alcoholics Flute Song. It's in the title. They've got to go in. So <laughs> there you go. Beastie Boys, Flute Loops is great. I think there's going to be a lot of people shouting at their devices. You know, there, there are some massive, obvious shouts that are going to go on. The So obviously, Flamboyant Big L. Watch out now. Be nuts. And then obviously, uh, off, the, off the books. Off the books as well. Big pun. Off the books. How did I forget off the books? How, how you forget that? like a pelican. Yes. Mate, still one of the best lines ever in it. What is <clears> it? Um, <laughs> I don't have to waste a whole case of Chris. All it takes is my pretty face <laughs> and my gangster wit. I, I tend to live my life like that. <laughs> That's like my motto when I used to go out is, I have to waste a whole case of Chris. Um, either way, <laughs> there you go. It's, so, it's, only, mailbag, it's, nine, it's, it's, it's only 90s. It is. It is. It is. Well, to be yeah, it should really be. But yeah, we're going to break be. open. Let's just say it now. Three album runs. People really enjoyed our '90s three album run series. We're going to do a new one, and we're actually going to break out of the '90s. We can do '80s. We can do after '90s. Yeah, but there's a lot, no. Well, there's a lot of three album runs. There's only one three album run that matters that we haven't done yet. So the one, oh, no, the winner, loads. the winner, the the top, the best. You're going to say the, Nas, aren't you? He's going to say. Of Nars. course, of course, of course it's predictable it because it's the one. It's correct. Like any three album, album run, it has. Illmatic, it was written. I mean, that's amazing. And I, yeah, that's amazing. And I am has has Naz's like on it. I am so has a few bangers. It but has Naz's like on it. It's one of the greatest tunes of all time. Wow. Cross genre. Okay. Well, best three albums are coming again. They are. And although we haven't done all the noughties, we've got the roots planned. I want to do naughty by nature, mate. Beastie Boys. Yeah. So all the noughties are going to be involved. But we've had a few shouts for Danny Brown. I'm here for a bit of a Daddy Brown chat. I'm here for a Kendrick chat. I'm here for the Rock Marciano chat. So all these things. Oh man, I'm here for the Arm and Hammer chat. So all these things that, that we're going to be going in. Hey, what's up? This is Black Thought, and you are now rocking with the Crate 808 Podcast. Yo, 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 yo. This is Stretch Armstrong. Ooh-wee. My name is Bobby Garcia, a.k.a. Cool Bob Love. You're now listening to Crate 808. Hey, yo, what up, y'all? This is Prince Paul, and you're rocking with Crate 808 Podcast. Yo, it's EV Evidence, Dilated Peoples. You're rocking with the Crate 808 Podcast, my favorite shit. Let's go. Yo, what's going on, y'all? This is Master Ace from Brooklyn, New York. And you're checking out the Crate 808 podcast, Real Hip Hop. And also, just going into the year thing, Dean Johnson, Big Yourself Footman, hit us up on uh, crate808.gmail.com. And he was like, look, I know you guys have covered a lot of these topics, but what is the best year in hip hop? So I was like, okay, if we were to do that into a 90s thing, I think there's something in the Patreon here in our live shows. What we're going to do, we're all going to sit down, we're going to chat, and we're going to get the users involved as well. 
And I want to know what is the best year in nineties hip hop. Ray, have you got any off the off the off the top of the dome? Ninety four is when Illmatic was released. I mean, you, you're laying it all at Nas's door there, my man. Like that's a lot in it. Producers producers on that as well. I don't know, mate. Or that one, ninety three. I don't know, Doggy Style and ninety six, mate. 96 was good. I mean, I would say 99's got some bangers. Oh, Either way, this, nice, is, this, is, yes. this is a... Well, yeah, this is a M coming out. Yeah, fuck. This. We, need a, we need a chat about this. I think this is going to go into our Patreon somehow. So yes, we're going to be going into that as well. Why but bother? Dean, There's too much. Bang- Why bother with anything outside of the 90s? <laughs> well, we, we, we haven't for two, two <laughs> years, mate. So, so don't worry about it. But Dean, thank you for emailing us. That's exactly the type of stuff we want. And as well as... so. MF Doom, we've got a series on the uh, Patreon coming, uh, Why I Love MF Doom, and people bringing certain tracks why they love them, and we're testing how deep their love is. It's a lot of fun, you know, a lot of fun episodes coming up. So MF Doom, rest in peace, missed him this year, but he has had his own New York Road named after himself, KMD MF Doom Way, and I was like, damn, that's amazing, in Long Beach, I think it's Long Beach Boulevard or something, and um, man, big up to everyone who I basically posted on our socials, has anyone seen MF Doom live? You know what? I wanted to branch that out. Who do you really want to see live in your top fives? But we're going to go into that, Ray. Have a little think about who you really want to see live because these people got in touch, right? Fabian Villalobos, big yourself up, man, saw MF Doom in San Antonio with Talib Kweli. He finished his set, intermission began, right? And uh, Fabian's friend taps him on the shoulder and says, uh, there's, a, there's a guy in a mask at the merch table. So he goes over there, buys a CD. And while he's signing it, Fabian says to him, um, uh, you should have played Peach Fuzz. He looks up with wide eyes and grabs him and hugs him and says, thank you for coming to the show and hands him the CD. And years later, he hears about his MF Doom fake appearances, but he believes, he he, he hopes he met the official Doom. And I was like, imagine that. Doom sitting there in San Antonio and someone says to him, you should have played that KMD track. And he was like, yeah. I know you're you're a real one. And he just gave him a hug. And I love that. And on, yeah. also, I'm going to put this on our um, Insta. We're going to put the photo up. Chris DeMille, I'm sure he's changed his name to Daniel DeMille. Uh, Dumoulet, sorry, Dumoulet. Chris Dumoulet. Chris has put a photo of himself in the mask, in a Doom t-shirt, with MF Doom KMD Way. We'll put that on our Instagrams and stuff like that. And man, big yourself up, man. So yeah, mm. I love that. I love big these up. pics. And the, the love for Doom is just amazing. But Ray, going back to what I asked, who would you really want to see live? Dead or alive? Well, Tupac, obviously. Do you know what? That's the first one I thought of. Tupac, House of Blues, let's go. That'd be amazing. <laughs> and then Doom. I mean, and then Doom. Yeah, I'd see Dead On or the Alive. Same billing. Because the ones, that, the ones that came to mind, yeah, obviously, obviously big as well. Yeah, the, the ones that came to mind the, were the people that were ridiculous live. I don't know how how much energy Buster Rhymes has got anymore, but we, like, there's a show we saw. I think it was Hammersmith Follow, and he he was absolutely fucking ridiculous and does a little sketch between tracks like a little that's amazing i, I can't dip yeah, bus rhymes is ridiculous cannabis was, ridiculous. was good cannabis was ridiculous live. cannabis yeah. was mm, yeah I'll, I'll give you cannabis yeah he was good but, uh, but, but that's probably that. that's maybe more because especially at the time i really fucking loved him as well so it just changes yeah, your experience right. of it as well you're just fucking in the crowd well, and then with the horseman, and, with the horseman. He, he, but yeah 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 maybe yeah, maybe yeah. that maybe that's the one that's the one, yeah. isn't it? The Horseman. Yeah, yeah. See, see them live. Corrupt. Well, imagine the yeah. singular bangers on there. Soul on Eyes. Fucking Ghetto Fabulous by Razkaz. This is a little indicator on what's coming on the pod, by the way. We have recorded possibly one of my favourite episodes ever. That's coming, man. We've had a lot of West Coast this year, I found, on the pod. We've had a lot of West Coast flavour from 
uh, fucking Sugar Free. We've been talking about DJ Quick. Uh, we had, um, well, I'm not going to tell you who we've got coming on, but we've got a lot of West Coast legends coming on with some incredible West Coast chats. And yeah, and then it made me think, what is the what is the most West Coast thing you've done in the last 24 hours, Ray? Tell me you've done something. You know what I've done is listen to Sea Walk by Corrupt <clears> on repeat, man. That track, oh my Lord. I rediscovered it recently and I was like, you need to go back to Sea Walk, Ray. You're going to love it. Most West Coast thing I've done. You, you, can't, you, you can't West Coast. You, most West Coast thing can't be listened to a West Coast tune. It's got to be it a West Coast it's thing. exactly that. Well, yeah, no, I haven't done much after <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, after that, I didn't do much West Coast stuff. But what is West Coast stuff? I don't know. But there you well, go. It's, Either it's, way. it's low riding, isn't it? I went four by four in and camping, off-roading. It was very muddy with deep, deep pitted kind of holes in the just deep puddles. And mm. so by default, I was low riding. Yeah. Well, Yeah. <laughs> And, I don't know if you get, but and I'm, you, I'm on the West Coast. And he's on the West Coast of Australia. There you go. Bang, bang, nailed it. I'm nowhere near the West Coast. It's a stretch. Yeah, it's a stretch. It's a stretch. But um, it's a stretch. But yeah, we'll take it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and last but not least, right, Aaron, thank you, man. This guy's emailed uh, a lot of good, great stuff, but it ties into our Patreon again, right? Hidden Gem album reviews. We say we're going to do them. We're going to put them up for a vote. And he sent me a list, Naughty by Nature, DJ Honda, Gorillas in the Mist. We talked about this before with the Lynch Mob. All hopefully coming to Patreon, this stuff. And you'll be able to vote for it, you guys who sign up. And he gave me a list here. And fair play to Aaron, man, for some of these, which is a Hieroglyphics Third Eye Vision, Ice-T's Original Gangster, Cool G Raps Live and Die, Live and Let Die. These are the albums I feel we need to go back into and really get into. So yes, Aaron, thank you for that list. It'll be going on our little vote as well. And Ray, any hidden gems that you think Gor- we need to... Gorillas in the Mist is what 2021 needs because it's so fucking racist. All of it is just, you know, <laughs> not because it's racist, but because it's like stuff yeah. that you can listen to that's like, oh, but it's yeah. over such a sick... All of it, the beats on that are just ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. And, Ice you know... Yeah, it's just anyway. No, I'm not okay. I'm not okay. Racism. Fucking hell. You're going to cut this bit out. You're going to cut this bit out. I don't fucking know. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to cut this bit out. Where anytime Ray okays racism, I'll, I'll cut that bit out. So. That happens so often, yeah, doesn't it? It does. <laughs> <laughs> but Ray, there's just a smattering of the mailbag, but we couldn't go fully in because we've got Kipstone talking about black on both sides coming up, up and coming rapper. Go check out Fago Baby. Go check out Hom. Man, this guy's got it. He's got it. And it was such a nice chat to talk about black on both sides. Black on both sides is in Crate 808 from our first ever episode, but we had to go back in because it's been about two and a bit years. And yeah, just so good. So yeah, let's Isn't get that, to that. But Ray, was that against At Speed of Life? It was that against At Speed of Life, and At Speed of Life didn't get in. Maybe See, someone brings just... wants to bring At the Speed of Life here. <laughs> then we can go into that. Mate. But yes, okay, Ray. I'm, I'm there. Here we it. go. I'm here for it. I'm here for it. Wicked. Boom. On to the episode. Let's go. Yeah, man, you know what I'm saying? It's your man, Bodie James, Concrete is 227. Grizzell Directors, man. You know what I'm saying? And shout out to the Crate 808 Podcast, man. Tell them, man, the world know this shit on the flow, dog. Today we have on a very special guest, all the way from East Cleveland, Ohio. We've got one of the dopest hip-hop artists out there right now. Yes, Kip Stone is in the house. How are you doing, Kip? Good, man. <laughs> Chilling. Chilling. How's it all going over there in Ohio? It's, it's going good. It's 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 hot. It's hot. <laughs> but, I mean, yeah. It's summertime and the city opening back up, so that's fire. Nice. And your new music that's out, we are gonna talk about that in a bit. But 
we want to talk about an album, like basically a 90s classic. And we asked which one you'd like to do. And you came out with probably one of my favorite albums of all time. So I'm here for it. 1999, most deaths black on both sides, my friend. Like, yeah, <laughs> it's fire. But before we get in, I got to ask you what I ask everyone who jumps on. Kip, what is the least hip hop thing you've done in the last 24 hours? The least hip hop thing I've done? Mm hmm. Uh, drink herbal tea or something. Drink herbal tea. <laughs> no, that's good. That's good. That's not herbal made, tea is uh, good. Made, I mean, we had a Sunday brunch at my house yesterday. That was not hip hop. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I like it. But yeah, herbal tea. Although I, I can imagine someone like Rizza having a lot of herbal tea now. I don't know, but maybe. maybe. <laughs> uh, but bro, most deaf, black on both sides. Just want to kick off it really. Like, what does this album mean to you? How did you discover it? How did you fall in love with it? Break it down, man. When I was like younger, if I like my dad would just be playing music and he used to play I, he had one specific song on. He used to listen to Umi says like all the time. Like I'd be in the car with him for like thirty minutes. He'd listen to it for like the whole ride, like the whole time. Damn. Like and then like I, what video game was? It was either Streetball or NBA Street mm. or NFL Street that had mathematics on. Oh, yeah, it had mathematics was a part of the soundtrack. And then like that was before I started like like actually diving into albums and stuff like that. But mm. like. A couple years ago, like I actually went back and listened to it, and I gotta say, it's one of my literally one of my favorite. Yeah. Do you dip back quite a bit then? Because just so everyone knows, you're a younger generation to our usual audience. We're '90s, so did you find yourself dipping back generally to the '90s, or was it really this album in particular? This really specific album, though. Like you know what I'm saying? It's like obviously this one, like a lot of Outkast, like a Natalia, Buster Rhymes, like just like the the people. Okay, so your dad was playing it, but like I was going to say, really about the album. First of all, your music alone is very like I don't know it's very modern, but I, it makes me feel like emotions, which I feel like is what art should do. So you invoke that, right? And when I was listening back to Black on Both Sides, I couldn't stop thinking of the effect it maybe probably had on you, or I don't know. Can you see like an effect it had on you in your work, or not really? It's just something you love. It, yeah, it's I definitely, but it's not something that's like. I do on purpose. Like, mm. like I just channel my innermost death before I rap or nothing like that. <laughs> I think it kind of just like, it just happened. Mm. Because when I listen to Black on Both Sides, I just hear a lot of stuff like, damn, I low key, that's how like something I would say, or that's, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And of course, like, you know, his, he's, he's a Sagittarius like me. His birthday is like a day before mine. So like, I, I just got like a thing with Sagittarius artists. Like, I just like every when they say stuff, I just feel it. Like I just know exactly really? what you mean. Like this is like listening to Jay Z or something. Like Jay Z saying stuff. Mm. It's just like I'm feeling like it's stuff that he said and it is like he had like they having a personal conversation with me on the side. Like that only I would wow. hear. It's like in the delivery. Like so mm. even on uh Umi says, like just how expansive it is and how like demonstrative it is, like yeah. and colorful it is. It's just like that. It speaks to me. Like I love wide music, like yeah. wide, colorful, expansive music. And yeah, it's yeah. just like when he does, and even like stuff like on uh, mathematics, where he say, uh, "There's one universal law, two sides to every story, three strikes and you bidden for life, man, this story." Four MCs murdered in the last four years. I ain't trying to be the fifth one. The millennium is here. It's six million ways to die from the seven deadly thrills. Eight year olds <laughs> getting found with nine meals. It's ten p.m. Like that, bro. It's like he just literally took he took us from like yeah. He just took us everywhere in like two bars. Damn. He put it was so, it was so much in those two bars. Yeah, yeah. And he was counting like you know what I'm saying, like one, two, three, four, 
like yeah man he just did it man it's a beautiful thing for someone of your era right for me to hear you spit that so effortlessly and then think about <laughs> how you rhyme like when you rhyme the st stuff that stuck out to me when i heard your music first time was the rhyming like the beats are wicked and they fit really nicely and i feel like you have your vibe if you if for one of the bird but like I, I was thinking like yeah the way you fit in two or three four different things in a very small space of time i could definitely see that on mathematics but as well the beauty uh, the beauty of this album i feel you get that you get the rapidity rap speed law i am gonna you know break down everything but then you also have that love uh, well the track love and you know and like ubi says and the heart and soul to it all and i feel like that is always going to be timeless because it's like super hip-hop but it's not like like grab your nuts bust your gun hip-hop it's not like that like cookie cutter not to shade anybody but it's not like a mm -hmm. cookie cutter idea it's like he's rapidly rapping and he's saying stuff but he's still entertaining us at the same time yeah. And that's like, I always value that because don't nobody just want to hear somebody just rap. I don't even want to hear nobody just rap to rap. Mm. You got to be saying something or like you, something got to stick to the ribs. Like I, I got to want to go back to what you're saying. hundred percent. And most F's always had that. And I feel like this album, especially for me, cause I, again, I'm a little bit older, but like when I first heard this album, he became like top three resident, like our, everything he did, I was just into, and it's still there. Look, even though he hasn't like really released anything, uh, you know, for about ten years or so, it doesn't matter. Like it, this Black Star, just I love True Magic, bro. I don't know where you stand on True Magic, but I really enjoy that album. Obviously, ecstatic. Yo, what up, y'all? This is DJ Premier, and you're checking out the Crate 808 Podcast. Hey, yo, 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 this is your boy, Farrell March, and right now, you are rocking live with the Crate 808 Podcast. Yo, what's up? This is Del, the funky homo sapien, down with hieroglyphics, the funk pimp. Come on here for some good shit. Yes, yes, you're rocking with the best. This is the one and only Just Blaze. Right now, you're checking out the Crate 808 Podcast. This is Open Mike Equal, and you are currently rocking with the Crate 808 Podcast. Yo, peace and love to this homeboy, Sandman, and you're rocking with the Crate 808 Podcast. It's the place to be. So good for you. Hey, what's happening? This is Trevor Nelson, your R&B ambassador, talking all things R&B and hip-hop on the Crate 808 Podcast. Hey, yo, yo, check it out. This is the rapper Big Pooh, and I need you, 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 and you to make sure you check out this week's episode of the Crate 808 Podcast. Tell everybody the rapper says so. When you when you were young then and you went to revisit this, did anything like stick to you in the fact that because on here he's talking like obviously the soul and love, but he's talking about global like impact of capitalism and stuff, or even like appropriating black art. Did you learn any of that from this album? I mean, when you you know what I'm saying, when you grow up, like you just you you learn, you know what I'm saying? It's it's stuff that everybody like stuff that we know. It's like when people talk about like slavery or like just how fucked up the system is or how fucked up neighborhoods are, you know what I'm saying? Like the generational traumas, generational inequality. You get that. You know what I'm saying? Like it that kind of just is what it is. But like his with him, it's just like it's a different perspective behind it. It's like it's like the psychology behind all of this stuff. You know what I'm saying? It's like yeah. a psycho like even like on Mr. Nigga, like somebody will make a song about racism and how white people like do this and do that. You know what I'm saying? Like mm -hmm. just the immediate effects of racism. But he like breaks down the psychology behind on on both ends, like, which is like crazy because black on both sides. So it's like the dichotomy of that is just like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like the yeah. whole, the whole psychology behind that shit, like who is the, uh, the cat? I, I can't get the lyrics. He was talking about like a dude that's like rich, like the big American raps are like, 
Yeah. It don't matter how rich you are, you're still a nigga. Even like the the condescending mm. name, Mr. Putting a Mr. in front of nigga. Yeah. Oh man, that's deep. That's even deeper than sometimes I give it credit for, I feel. Even after all this time, there's so many layers. And I feel like one thing, especially with this album, it felt a bit like a bit more of a an awakening of sorts. But like, you know it, you know all that, you know, like I know all that's going on, but it was more like a cultural thing. It wasn't just me feeling this now. There's five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten of us. And then you'd like all going out and listening to Most F Live. And I felt like there's a little bit of that impact. And that impact I see today, like I'm watching Steve McQueen films, Barry Jenkins work, and I'm like, damn, I don't know, that black on both sides spirit, that power is still there, man, in everything I love. And I don't know, it probably embedded in a lot of this album, man. It's so much, stuff. it's just so much stuff you talk. The whole, the whole scheme at towards the end where you're talking about, uh, I think it's Woody Allen, like molesting yes. his daughter or something like that. Yes. And y'all won't leave OJ the fuck alone. Mm. And he was acquitted. It's just like, there might've been people talking about that kind of stuff back then, but if somebody would have to show me, like somebody yeah. that was talking about those kind of topics the way he would. Mm. Because as far as I'm concerned, he's like the only person that was attacking But like, one thing I was going to ask you, right? First of all, actually, Talib Kweli, Most Deaf, do, do you prefer one of the two or do you love just love both? I would have to say Most Deaf, but Reflection Eternal is the first album I ever listened to front to back. So, oh, wow. You know what I'm saying? And like, so, I, I'm going I'm, I'm to give the edge to Most Deaf. Reflection Eternal, like, that, I, I, that's another one of my favorites. Front to back that I would have. They were, they were on a level right then, bro. So I was going to ask you then, in this album, they talk a lot about like preserving hip-hop, preserving the purity of hip-hop and the pillars. And But as a younger person, as a younger artist, is that what hip-hop still is for you? Or do you think it's a different thing? I know it's a bit of a big question, but I was just interested to know where you stood on it. I think it's just like with anything. It's not like no genre of music is, and, and hip-hop is young too. So like, mm. you know what I'm saying? But like nothing is going to, nothing is going to stay the same. We was just talking about Talking about this, like, I think it's somebody like how everybody, like, there are dopes in different generations. It's mm. like there's always two two artists every generation that are like the pinnacle. So it was like, I guess, as far back as I can go, it's like Rakim and Big Daddy Kane, and yeah. then Jay Z and Nas, and no, in no order, yeah. Jay Z and Nas, Biggie and Tupac, Drake mm. and Kendrick, Kanye and like 50 Cent and shit. Like, you know what I'm saying? There's yeah. always those two people. It's all it's subject to change, so it's just gonna get better. So like whoever somebody is somebody somewhere that might say like Rakim is the best rapper ever. Mm. You can feel like that because that was your time, that was your era. Mm. He made the he made those like that music for you. Yeah, yeah. Like my goat, my goat is Kendrick. Mm-hmm. And somebody 20, 30 years down the line. It's gonna be somebody like yo, so and so better than Kendrick, yeah. and then, and I'm just gonna have to take it to the chin because it's like that's where hip hop is now. Yeah. It's just something I think people yeah. you just gotta accept that it's gonna change. Like hip hop is gonna change, but it's always gonna be people who like I guess preserve hip hop. Like even like X X X X Tentacion, mm. like God bless the dead. He he was that. Mm. I think mm. it's a shame that he died because like he was. He was about to be there. Great points, man. That's interesting because then the pillars of hip hop and knowledge and knowledge of self, like that's how we grew up. And in your music, you talk about knowledge of self, bro. Like, yes, you have that, but it's also like what you talk about, that inner self where you're talking like, it must be hard, I feel, as an artist, just lay it out there sometimes and just kind of like tell you how you really are feeling. But then it resonates and really, really resonates with people who don't have an outlet for that. Where's that come from for you? Like that kind of just like, honestly, or just wanting to express yourself that way. That's just, I, I be wanting people to look at stuff differently, be like a little bit more unconventional. 
how they approach it, how they, mm. you know, handle problems with they self or with the world. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's just how I, how I think. I pride myself on like, uh, good, like good communication, like being really communicative. Yes, it's just important for me to do that in my music. Again, like even to go back to the album, like the psychology behind things are more interesting to me than why, like what's actually happening. You know what I'm saying? I don't be wanting to know what happened, and I be want to know why it happened. Yeah, like man, and that's like what I, that's what I've been trying to do in my music. Right. Yeah. This is natural. It's not something that I try to do. Like, yeah. It's just, so how you expect it's art, right? So it's self-expression through that. Absolutely, man. Is there like, uh, would you say there's any tracks on here that are hidden gems? As in, like tracks that you know are brilliant, but not enough people talk about them. No, climb. <laughs> Climb. Climb. Who was making, who was doing shit like that yeah. at that time? Like, mm. what? That's a weird you know, into the night. Who was doing that at that time? Other than like Andre 2000. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Andre. Yeah. Okay. It's got a bit of Fuji's in it. It's got a bit of Fuji's in it, I suppose, a little bit. You have these little interludes in the album. And that's another thing. You talk about hidden gems. I have to shout out May, December because what a way to end a project. He ended that album so strong. He ended that album perfectly. He went for it went from climb to like to like towards the end line. So he went climb. Brooklyn, uh, I think. Brooklyn, Mr. Nigga. Yeah. Mathematics. Mathematics. May December. Dude, like he ended that album so great. He was like sprinting. <laughs> yeah, he, he really did. <laughs> he really did. But listen to that May December again. I was like, damn, this sounds you know what you made me think of. There's like a million YouTube videos now that make music that is essentially that. It's essentially an interlude. 20 30 minute package that i can listen to it's just weird when you listen to 99 music and you're like oh my god yeah that can now just be on a on a on a video somewhere i'm not saying it'd be anywhere as good because i feel there's a lot of great production that goes into it big up 88 keys man all over this 88 keys is just serious yeah but okay i'm I'm loving climb where do you stand right because a lot of people are on different things with me on this one rock and roll where do you stand on that track i love this one Thank you. I love that song. Thank you. <laughs> because again, it was just, it's the same thing. It's like people talk about like people appropriating culture, mm-hmm. but then like most Depp just comes out and says, Elvis Presley ain't rock and roll. Mm. Limp Biscuit ain't rock and roll. Uh, Kenny G ain't rock and roll. Like I yeah. turn on Nina Simone. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> just serious. But then I don't know if you've seen the new Talib Kweli and him had an interview, Yazin Bey. It was a really interesting conversation. And I'd forgotten or not even probably known that he was going to be replacing the front man of Rage Against the Machine at one point. Who, most Depp was? Yeah. Like replacing um, Zach. No, oh, no. Ra- Ra- oh, no, no. Kill him. Oh, yeah. That would be amazing. I'm thinking, I'm thinking, I don't know why run I'm talking about yeah, No, Rage Against the Machine. I was just thinking that would have been so odd. But then you hear rock and roll and you're kind of like, yeah, absolutely. I think, I think most could have done that. I think most could have gone on tour with Rage Against the Machine. That'd have been incredible. So, would you say there are any rewindable moments? I know you said Umi says, is there anything else on here where you're just like, man, I've got to press rewind on that? I've got to press rewind on that. Yes, a bunch of those. Brooklyn. The middle part of Brooklyn. Yes. Three part of that, isn't Love. it? Yeah, three part. Again, who was doing shit like that? Yeah. Middle part of Brooklyn. Love. Mm. I had to rewind that back like a million times. Love Climb. That. I had to re- had to rewind that back a trillion times. Mr. Nigga. Fat Booty, Miss Fat yeah. Booty. What are you saying to Miss Fat Booty? Miss Fat Booty is probably one of my least favorites. Okay. Why would you say that's that? That's one of my least favorites on the album. I don't know. It just don't, don't really do it for me. Damn. I don't, I don't, it's like, I don't dislike it, but it's just like, it's not a skip, but it's just not like, not this song. Right. 
interesting my era it was a single video was everywhere that was the track for me we talk about hottest bars and like oh my god like he's bringing it all over but speed law to me is still one of my we call them five mic moments a perfect moment in someone's career or on a track i think if you're looking at what does most f bring this kind of swagger ridiculous confidence that is like underplayed with this just like charisma he has all that right and then on speed law he just absolutely nails exactly why his he can float any which way with anyone and yeah man that's my that's my go-to i know you fan of speed law he lost fire speed law's fire okay glad we're on the same page here i'm loving it (laughs) (laughs) we there we there i like it uh so i had a few things here then right if you could be I know this is a very solo, solo record, but if you could be on one of these tracks as a feature, Kip, which one would you like to be on and why? Either Climb Umi Says, Climb Umi Says Love. I would have loved to just drop a verse on May, December. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> I would have loved to just be like that part, like on that album where it's like introducing fucking Kip Stone and then I just come in on May, December. Just obliterate that just like. Just classic. Just classic. Yeah, you would suit that. Absolutely. Oh yeah, I'm here for that. Absolutely. Do you know what? May, December again, we were talking about that. But there was other, you know, we talked about Brooklyn. What I really enjoy is about that. Now I'm listening back to the album. I used to skip Habitat a lot. And now I'm like, oh, wow, this is like becoming an under underrated one, a low key one. For you, would you say your like kind of environment, because a lot of most F's environment comes through his music. Would you say that's true for you or do, have you, can you not see that? Yeah, a, a thousand percent. Okay. In what ways? Like it, with, um, it, with Habitat or just with, with my music? With your music. Oh, with my music. Like even on uh, the song, Get My Stuff Together, mm. video out now. Boom. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Like, it's a part of the song where I say this lady across the street, she getting her ass beat, the teddy bears on the curb, it's bottles of Hennessy. Like, that's a two-minute walk to the store. Like, I walk to the to the store, and that's what I see. And this lady across the street, she getting her ass beat. When I was writing that song, it was a couple across the street fighting like, in the street. Wow. Yeah, okay. I, put, I put it, like, directly straight off the stove type shit. And what I love about you is you, you, you're you comfortable doing it all. Like you're quite versatile. Your flow is versatile, but you're singing on there as well. And again, I suppose it comes a lot from this album. I don't remember many, many rappers singing. I'll be honest. So when you hear him, he says, you hear Climb, you're like, oh, wow. Like, damn, he's singing. This is a different vibe. Then I hear Fago Baby. But, but to be fair, Fago Baby is great. Get myself together. When I first heard it, I was like, oh, this, yeah, I'm enjoying this. And then it seeps in, bro. The more and more you hear it, and it becomes this vibe where you're like, oh, and I'm getting so much. It's a very rich track. I get loads out of it because you've got the bars in there like um, six foot three, but may as well be six feet deep. And I was like, wow, where were you mentally, spiritually when you were making that that cut? Those, those is like some of the end of the road, like when I'm like questioning myself. Those kind of songs happen when I'm questioning myself. Mm. Questioning where I fit in music, my choices are like, you know what I'm saying? Like where artists have moments where they just like, is this what I'm supposed to be doing? Like, yeah. Or am, I, or am I like fooling myself? So it's just like, if I'm not doing this, I might as well be it. That's basically yeah. Hey guys, this is Jerobi from A Tribe Called Quest. You're listening to The Crate 808 Podcast. Yo, yo, what's up, man? It's your man, Elzai, and you're rocking with The Crate 808 Podcast. You know what I'm saying? Where you can check out, you know, artists like me. Hey, it's Steve Rifkin from Loud Records. You're rocking with The Crate 808 Podcast. Spread the word. These guys are dope. The questions they ask and the interview is amazing. Enjoy yourself. Be safe and be healthy. One, two, one, two. You know what it is. This is your man, S-K-Y-Z-O-O, Skyzoo, live out the borough. And this is The Crate 808 Podcast. Make sure you subscribe, rate, review, 
And most importantly, share that love and put your peoples on. Peace and light. This is Cy Rock rocking with Crate 808 Podcast. And you want to check out everything hip hop on Crate808.com. Yo, this is Juggernaut, Nottingham City, NG area. You're rocking with the Crate 808 Podcast. Make sure you keep it locked in. There's so many gems drop. Crate808.com. Hey, yo, this is the one and only R.A., the rugged man. And I'm rocking with the Crate 808 Podcast with my man Cam. Yeah. I was actually going to say, going back to this album quickly, though, one thing I did actually forget to ask you was um, if there could be another non-90s rapper on this album, where are you going? Who is it going to be your boy, Kendrick? That's too easy. Let me, let me give oh, this I like that. I like that. I didn't want the easy option. I would say, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to cop. I don't want to cop. Cop the fleet is like yeah no 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 absolutely. I would like to hear Cuddy on climb. Oh my days! I think you just blow my mind. Yeah, that would be that would be fire. I would love smashed to hear it. Cuddy. Yeah, I didn't even go there. I don't know why, but it's so obvious now. You said it. So like, oh yeah, of course, Cuddy on climb. That would have been amazing. Yeah, okay, bang. Someone make that happen. Someone mash that up for me, please. I beg you. Uh, but <laughs> okay, right. I need to get there because I need to know who you're going to go with. But yes, big up. So. Going on to your music then, bro, I just need to go into, you've been dropping like fire for a minute as well. It's not even like it's new or not all new. I listened to Vacation, saw the video to Vacation. Have you really stood up your partner to go fishing? That's what I need to know. No, but I will. (laughs) (laughs) If if I'm going fishing, like, I'm sorry. I don't know what you want me to do. And I'm I'm not answering my phone. I'm not texting you. I'm not calling people. I know. Excellent. Wow! So it was it was on brand because I would definitely do some stuff. Okay, so I didn't know there was a love for fishing here. The love for fishing was like, wow. Okay, I'm loving this. Naturally, I have to ask one: what is the biggest fish you've caught? I don't know what kind of fish, but it was probably just big. Okay. We couldn't eat it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. It wasn't nothing like that. I couldn't. Eat. It was nothing we could eat. So. Okay, right, right, right. Any tips? Any tips for the other fishermen, hip hop heads that might be listening? Oh, like see. <laughs> You know how like when you're fishing, you can make the uh you can make it go lower in the water? Mm-hmm. Do that. <laughs> <laughs> Do that. Go lower. The deeper, the deepest you can go, that's that's the bad. Okay, right. I bet you didn't think we were gonna be talking about fishing when you came on here, but here we are. No. Amazing. <laughs> uh actually, you know what? Actually, I I was checking the new video, get myself together. Wicked visuals. You're walking backwards through the whole thing. Like, break it down. How's that video going down? Did you visualize that? How did that happen? Actually, it was supposed to be like a like a remake of drop by the far side. I that's what came to my mind. That's what it was supposed to be, but uh I don't know I don't I don't I don't really know what happened there. Like it just kind of <laughs> evolved. It just didn't <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It just turned into that. Like it, that's what it was supposed to be. It was supposed to be me walking backwards mm. but in it like reverse. Right. Yeah it looked difficult. Either way, it did so props on doing that because it looked quite difficult to me. Another one I had to talk to you about bravado. Six cents on the beats. Again, we talked about vulnerability, stuff like that. I was going to wonder, now it's out, the album's out. How are you feeling on it? How are you feeling on your last two pieces at home as well? Like, how are you feeling about them right now? And what's next? I've been, see, I've been like dying on this hill. Like with everybody I talk to, so I'm just like letting everybody know that I will begin very, very soon working on my life's work in my music, like in my, like in my albums. It's coming to, it's coming to a time where I'm ready to like, I guess like just get all the way in my bag for it. That's what's coming next. 
I got to get this stuff I got to do beforehand. Like I got to get ready. But and I just feel like anybody that's like follow my music from like, we'll say like on mm. to when I do start working on the life project, my life's work. It'll be like people will know like, oh, that's what he was trying to do. Like he did it like. Yeah, he been trying to make this album for X Y for this long. Where he been trying to make a song like this for this long. That's what I'm. That's what I'm the most excited about. When it comes to time where it's like everybody that's like really like my core fan base hears a, hears a album or hears a song and they just like he did it. Like that's mm. he got it right. My homie that listened to uh, Tyler, like I, I listened to Tyler too, but he was like when he heard Igor, he was just like he did it. Like. <laughs> Yeah, even Tyler said it like in the uh when he um performed the album live like for the first time like on Apple Music, he was like uh he said it, it was like the idea was executed and it was like Damn that was Damn. it, that was that moment. It feels like you got a bit of pressure on yourself, but you're reveling in it. It feels like you're ready, you're relishing that. I'm ready. When it when it comes time, it's gonna be it's gonna be fantastic, it's gonna be like it's mm. gonna be great. Because you're working on your beats, you're working on your lyrics. Again, very much like Black on both sides. It has that, your work is very singular. It's you. Even though you have people on board doing it, it's very much Kip Stone. Mm -hmm. Have you ever thought to go out there and collab a bit more? What are the advantages, really, of just being it on your own, doing solo? There are advantages and disadvantages. On one hand, who knows what I like better than me? But on the other hand, it's just like, sometimes when it comes to like beats and stuff like that, I, sometimes I just want to focus on writing so it's just like it's like a, a load off, which I'm doing now. Like I'm doing a I'm doing a little bit less production these days. I won't associate it with a fa a specific phase of my career. Like oh, that's when he was working with Google. That's when he was. You got that mapped out, Damn. <laughs> yeah. man with a plan. Can we ever see you like Yazine Bay now, just going off somewhere and just completely leaving music? Can you see yourself doing that? I don't think I could do that. Maybe I might. It, it might come to a point where where I'm not releasing music, but I think I'll always have yeah. some kind of. The music, you know, it's like I'm falling into a production role or something, developing somebody sound. Mm. I love doing that. That's like my second love for other than writing music, producing, yeah. executive producing. Love that. Man, wicked. As well, we're talking about collabs and working with people. I don't know if I have any sway in this conversation to budge you and nudge you into the into the way I would love to hear more of. You and Mick Jenkins, man. Like Mick Jenkins. For, is I love Mick Jenkins, and when I heard him on Spray Street, that that track is searing, bro. Like it, it just again, like Black on Both Sides. There were moments when I was hit upside the head on Black on Both Sides, where I'd never heard this stuff before. Okay, I may have heard the same sentiments, but the way you two went in and the way the time it dropped. Is there any other thing you would love to do with Mick? How do you feel about that track now as well? I'd love to hear how you. That's one of my favorite songs, like that I ever made, and. I would love. I would love to work with every man. If the, if the opportunity presents itself, if we happen to be like in the same area, or you know, what I'm saying, if he's down, I'm down. Mm -hmm. I'm down to work with anybody. I would, I would love to tap back in. It worked. Like, actually, actually, like actually, sit down and work. With COVID, so it was just like, yeah. just people just you just send this shit back and forth. Like, that links me to one of the questions we always ask, by the way, because night is pod, obviously. Fly on the wall. You're a fly on the wall. Any studio session in the 90s, which album or track would you love to have sat in on? And why? ATL. <laughs> Straight in. Okay. Straight in. <laughs> without, in. Without no thought at all. Like, it was just like reflex, reflex. I love yes, that. I would love to watch that album take shape. Like, mm. <laughs> it's crazy. Have you seen that big boys put the dungeon up for rent on Airbnb? Yeah. 
I saw that. I kind of want to do it. I don't even make music, but I just kind of want to do it. But yeah, man. But then as well, before we do jump, jump off it, we talk about artwork. We talk about like imagery and how hip hop has that, all that. Most Steph's artwork on black on both sides. What are you saying to that? How is that for you now? It's just, it's perfect. Cause it's just like, it's just him. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, it is. It's him. And it's just like the whole, like the whole thing. It's just black as fuck. Like that's, that's all I could, that's all I could say. It's just black as fuck. It's just a black dude looking you directly in your eye. Like, Perfect. I'm glad it still resonates like that to today. Because at the time, you can get hyped up and you don't listen to an album again the next year. And this album I've listened to throughout my whole life, to hear someone like yourself saying it's still perfect, that album cover and the blackness of it and from the core to the perimeter black. Like I always remember these bars that, where I was like, wow, yeah, he's like going, he's really saying what this is, like a statement. I was going to say the artwork for Fago Baby and Hom, very unique. What is the thinking behind both of those artworks, mate? Fago Baby was just like, you know, it was like a baby picture. So it was just like, Perfect. You know what I'm but um, yeah, but Om was like, and it's crazy too how it's like Om is about like manhood mm-hmm. and like Fago Baby is like more childhood and shit like that. But um, with the cover of Om, which ironically kind of looks a little bit like Reflection Eternal, and I did not, I had no, mm-hmm. I, that, that was that wasn't what I told my homie when he made the cover. I'm like, yeah, man, so Reflection yeah. Eternal, it just kind of ended up looking like that. Yeah, like, it was a time. I love telling this story. It was a time where um, when I was like working on home and when I was like wrapping up on home where I kept seeing fours. Like I just kept, kept, kept seeing fours. Like I kept the clock at 444 or license plates to be 444 this and 444. And it resonated with me because I was born at 444 a.m. on oh. December 12th. So like if you look at the cover of home, it's like the H and then the leg is broken off. So it's like a four. And then it's like the, uh, the, the reason why it's green. And it's, I'm in front of my old, my childhood home. But uh, I, I talked to my homegirl who like, she's like my, I get my spirit animal. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like I just come to her and she was like, yeah, uh, the, you keep seeing fours. That has a lot to do with home. You know what I'm saying? Like right. just feeling at home and just how your home life and all that kind of stuff like that. So like all of the stuff that I was talking about, or most of the stuff that I was talking about on home was like, stuff like around my neighborhood and stuff, you know, what's going on in my house or what's going on in my life in general. So it was like really ironic that I kept seeing fours. That's so mad. And the shit was like pink and green, like the cover, the cover art was pink and green because it was following me from childhood to manhood. And, you know, green is like a color that's associated with growth. And then pink is a color that's like associated with innocence and, you know, like whimsical childlike it's like a, ch- a kind of childlike thing. So the pink and the green like blends together. Even at the time, I was wearing a lot of pink and green. Like I was distinctly like, if somebody sees me out in public, I'm going to have more pink or I'm going to have more green. So it's yeah. like the whole it, color theory and uh, numerology and shit like that. So that was like really big. One, I'm impressed. And two, I just love the fact that artists are still doing this. Like, I missed all that. I'm so glad you broke it down for me, man. It gives that whole other layer. And if people haven't heard Kip, Kip's music, go out there and listen to it because it is an album that you can keep digging into and rewards you over and over. It's it's, it's all about the discography too. So it's like home starts. I can I can me personally, I consider my career to have started at home, like official, like officially started at home. 
all starts from childhood. Mm. And the intro is what I'm talking about, like shit that like my childhood. Blah, blah, blah. And then when I get to the end of it, it's adulthood. It's called kind of crazy. It's like, all right, I'm a grown man now. And this shit has literally drove me crazy. And then Fago Baby starts out with Manny. So, and then it's like, it's just, it's just going to keep on going from there. Right, man. I'm loving this plan. I can't wait to see it come together for you, man. It's going to be wicked. So I appreciate you coming on, bro. I do. And uh, yeah, just keep smashing it. Doors are always open like for any new music, man. Definitely. Before you go, though, we've got to ask you what we ask everyone. Last great piece of music you heard. Could be old, could be new. Just the last great piece. And it can't be black on both sides because we've been talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> the last great. Austin's Clay album is amazing. Okay. And Tyler's album, Call Me If You Get Lost, is like, that's going to be on repeat for a very, very, very long time. And uh, Isaiah Rashad was like on fire. Like he's been, he, he has been like unstoppable. Yeah. It's like two months. There's, it's good. I'm so hyped for that. I'm so hyped for that. But yeah, man, peace and just keep doing your thing, bro. Appreciate you, bro. Wicked. Thanks for having me. Man. man, you too. Peace. Peace, bro. All right, bro.